The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you a business owner or executive who needs more results from your marketing team? Do you struggle to measure the results of your marketing spend? Or do you need to spend less time running marketing personally? A metrics marketer fractional CMO can help. A fractional CMO delivers measurable results and value by combining real-world experience with a proven marketing framework and process, all at a fraction of the price of a full-time marketing leader. We manage and enhance your existing marketing team while creating programs designed to drive awareness, revenue, and growth for your company. Let us create, manage, and deploy a marketing strategy to help you reach your goals faster. Visit yourfcmo.com, that's yourfcmo.com, to request a free, no obligation consultation. Mention 3YPC for a special discount of 10% off our services. Grow your business faster with a fractional CMO. Chris and the guys at Greenview Construction LLC are a firm offering professional services in design and of course construction. And they are proud to announce that they've completed design and 3D renderings for two spec home models located in the Jupiter and Palm Beach Gardens area, sitting on over one acre lots. Now, they've got four lots available for these model homes. The first is a British West Indies model style, totaling just over four and a half thousand square foot, air-conditioned space, five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and they boast 16-foot ceilings in some areas. The second, more traditional style home, 3,100 square foot, air-conditioned space, four bedrooms and four baths. They boast 14-foot ceilings in some areas. Both models will have a free-flowing layouts that connect the kitchen, the family room, living room, library, I mean library, a den, an outdoor lanai, and both models will have an option to add a detached in-law suite if you really want the in-laws to move in, and a garage totaling an additional 1,000 square foot. You can visit Chris and the team online at www.greenviewconstruction.com. You can email Chris Tyson, that's C Tyson, as in Mike Tyson, C Tyson at greenviewconstruction.com, or you can call 561-727-5013. They're also on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter, just look for Greenview Construction. And if that wasn't enough, they have an appointment-only showroom at 715 Commerce Way West, Suite 14 in Jupiter, Florida. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 62 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and Eric and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are born and raised in South Florida, so changing the narrative on the way contractors conduct business in South Florida is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. 
There's no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Call or text them anytime at 561-408-7835 for immediate assistance. The number again, 561-408-7835. Water cleanup of Florida. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. All right, not Alfred Ortiaga, not Simon Clancy, and not CK, Mr. Chris Kaufman. The last time that we get to bring our voices heard on 3RPC for this month of June, I am Kai Chen Chisholm. Juan Cardona is here, and so is Roy A. Shepard. And on top of that, if you have been in the Discord chat, you will know uh, that we also have another special guest coming from the OnlyFans Discord. But before we get into that, I uh, want to make sure to remind you that we are brought to you by Manscaped. You can use the code 5RSN, that's number 5RSN, for 20% off your entire order. And then also, we are sponsored by Better Edge, that's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com slash 5reasons. So also check out Better Edge. Guys, we are we are here. We have Ron who is joining us from the Discord. Before we get into anything, before I ask how people are doing, Ron, I just want to ask you, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate Juan Cardona? <laughs> I don't hate Juan, man. I, I know he likes to troll though. I finally figured it out. It took me way longer than it should have. He just likes to troll. I'm still not even sure how he really feels about Tua because I can't see through all the troll. That is that that's actually oh. fair because I truthfully don't know how I feel about Tua until I wake up and see where everybody's kind of leaning, and then I usually lean the opposite way. Until you feel the vibe for the day, Egg, that's exactly. when you then decide. Yeah, um, Ron, how does it? Uh, obviously, you know you listen through LPC. Uh, of course, there was a contest that got done through the OnlyFans Discord, and now you get to. Uh, have your voice be heard with the rest of us idiots here with the the final episode for the month. How have you been? How's life? How's everything going? How uh how how is Ron? Ron's good. I'm definitely looking forward to the season. Um, and they're gonna you know see what Tua looks like with some talent around him and you know at least three fifths of an O line, which is better than what he had. So I'm just looking forward to the season, man. Where we got less than at this point, probably three weeks till rookie camp starts. Four weeks or so till uh, the vets show up. So, I mean, we're almost there. We're getting close. And before I go to anything, you know, don't mention three fists to uh, Armando Salgado because he'll get very <laughs> yeah, upset. Oh, yeah. About that's that. good. Maybe I uh, spoke there. Yeah. He, he, he won't like that. Royal, um, <clears throat> Mr. Packer fan yourself, how are you? How is everything? How have you been this past uh, seven days since we last spoke? Um, Like most of the listeners, I am relieved that this is our final episode of The Extra Yard. Don't say that. The, uh, not The Extra Yard. I'm sorry. 3YPC. This is a lot of pressure, bro. Like, I feel like I have become one of the primary voices of uh, Dolphins fans over the course of this month. 
And it has been stressful, bro. It has been stressful. But uh, the past week has been good. Personally, I'm doing fabulous. My brother's wedding is on Friday. So I fly to New Jersey on Wednesday uh, to be a part of that. So shout out to my brother, Brenton, and his wife, Shakia. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. He's getting married in New Jersey. Yeah, he lives in Maryland. But he's getting married in New Jersey. Yeah, his wife is from New Jersey. Oh, okay. I take back what I was going to say then. New Jersey's <laughs> no, New Jersey's not it. a great place, but I'm sure that his wife is lovely. <laughs> I would agree one thousand percent. Perfect. All right, Dolphins talk. Um, because you know I don't really care to hear how Juan's been because he's just been he's just been Juan, and I think Ron described it perfectly. He's just a troll. I I mean Juan is it, what what is happening in the Dolphins world? What what is the the main things that are going on right now? Well, a lot, man. We're actually going to see, you know, hopefully see if Tua starts to swing some of that, you know what, uh, around. And I'm I'm kind of excited and curious to see how that pod's going to go with Tyreek. Because if Tyreek Hill, a top two and not number two wide receiver in the NFL, can't get a personality out of Tua, then, you know, I just I don't know who will. You don't think that he can bring a personality out of him? It. It's not that it's, like, bringing it out of him, but, like, I, I just can't have it feel like it's, like, bringing it out of him. Like, it has to be, like, a natural conversation because, like, I, like not, not that I saw the whole Nelk one uh, with, uh, I think it was Nelk with, Bor- uh, with Joe Burrow, but I saw the one with Chris Sims. And, like, you know, like, you, you want to feel, like, some type of charisma, some type of, like, personality from your QB. And I think we've seen it with, like, the money throw and things like that, but, you know, just more of that. How do you feel about, I guess, the perception? I know that talking about Tua and talking about Tua's personality, and it's so overdone, but I think it's just it has to be talked about. What do you think of the perception that, I guess, maybe that he's not a fun guy or that he's not energetic? I I know we've seen differently, but that he doesn't have a, a personality, I guess, and the, the hate he gets. It's interesting because we used to hear the same stuff about Tannehill. Then Tannehill went to Tennessee, and it's like he fit. The question is, if Tua didn't really fit with old Miami and Flores, will Tua fit this new Miami Dolphins culture that they're trying to build with McDaniel and that, and you got Tyreek and you got all these new players. It's almost like it's a new team, at least on offense. So will Tua fit a little bit more? I think we've seen a little bit, a little bit more spark personality-wise from Tua. I think this podcast, I agree, will tell us a lot, and I do hope it's organic. It doesn't seem, like, forced. Um, but he is just kind of a quiet, reserved guy. He was at Bama, too. He was just a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved. Just seems to be his personality. So I don't know that he'll ever be really out there. But um, I'd like to see a little bit more from him. I think it's important for the team. I think the quarterback should be the leader. And when he's not, it, it can be a little telling. So I'm I'm hoping to see a bit more from him. Do you think, like, obviously, like like you said, you know, that you expect the quarterback to be the leader. Do you think that there is um, this expectation or do you think that the, the, the expectation of Tua was broadened because of the hype around him as he was coming out of the draft? Like, do you think that that's why there is a majority of people that – think negatively of him instead of trying to give him a chance when you say majority of people i'd say we think a majority of of people nationally outside of dolphins land inside of dolphins land it's definitely still torn i think there's a bit more that support him than don't 
Um, I, I mean, a lot of is it, a, a lot of it is if Herbert, let's say Herbert never existed. Let's say uh, Burrow, you know, we can put that to the side because it was a first overall pick. It's rumored that we tried to move up. Probably we did. We couldn't. Okay. You know, he's not really compared to Burrow as much. But let's say the no, there was never a Herbert. I don't think that Tua gets as much heat. I think if there was just Tua and then no other real quarterback that got drafted, they've gotten. I, I don't. I think that people are just like, oh, let's just give Tua a chance, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think it's the Herbert thing that really hurt him. It, he's just... The fact that we passed on Herbert to take Tua just really made it tougher for him, especially because he just hasn't performed as well as Herbert yet. So um, I think that's really more of it than anything, honestly. So here's the, the follow-up for that with Herbert, because I've asked, uh, you know, me, Royal, and Juan have talked about it a lot, and we'll get Royal's thoughts on this in a second as well. But I've asked a lot of people the question of, do you think that it's because Herbert has done so well, or do you think it's because of the hate and the comparison to Ryan Tannehill that a lot of people were giving Justin Herbert when he was coming out of Oregon. I think it's just because Herbert's done so well, and it was just so quick. It's like instantly he got on the on the football field, and like, hmm, guess a lot of teams missed something on him. Because, I mean, let's face it, the Chargers probably draft Tua if we take Herbert. It's not like they were falling over themselves to move up to the next spot. Now they weren't falling over themselves and move to the next spot and beat us just in case we were going to take Herbert. Uh, so I just think that the some of the NFL guys, including the Dolphins, obviously missed it and has caught a lot of flack for that. He just has. Um, obviously, they've been in two completely different situations too, for sure. Uh, both would both would bad O line play. I mean, I don't think we can dismiss that. They've both had bad O line play, and Herbert's done better with that and we know that two has done a lot of good things in in the opportunity limited opportunities had but under pressure hasn't been his greatest um, but the and then it's just the arm strength comparison i mean you can't really compare their arms we know that herbert has a big arm Tua doesn't just it's just all of those things combined man it's it's it's, it's a good thing that we've won more than we've lost really or it would be <laughs> it would be even worse honestly been the only thing that's kind of saved him from a, a perception point of view. Royal, I want to ask you this just because <clears throat> I think that you have the most, and I know we've discussed it multiple times, but I think you have uh, the most unbiased out of the th- out of the, the panel here of people who have seen Tua play. You're, I mean, as a, as a Green Bay Packers fan, as a transitioning Dolphins fan, once Aaron Rodgers is no more, not in terms of death, by the way, just saying not with the, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Um, what do you, what do you, think of the perception of Tua do you think that he gets um some rightful hate and some rightful criticism or do you think a lot of it is unwarranted no I think a lot of it is warranted and a lot of it is foolishness like to to criticize his arm is fair the arm strength criticism is fair to say that he could never be a franchise quarterback is unfair because he has other tools that uh, of the quarterbacks have been successful with I, like I said, I don't really care much for the off the field kind of stuff. I am interested in this podcast with Tyreek Hill because, um, like like I said last week, Tyreek Hill has been doing a lot of gassing up of Tua. Um, you see him a lot at his house, scared of the dog or whatever. But <clears throat> I, I haven't actually seen those guys interact for a prolonged period. And so a podcast is a great opportunity to listen to them just talk to see what that relationship is like. As far as like Tua's personality, as long as he's confident on the field, then what he's like off of it doesn't really make me much of a difference. 
but uh, to to your point, but yes, uh, Tua is unfairly criticized. But I think some people often make themselves blind. Like there's no middle ground with Tua. You have to be extreme on either side of the spectrum. You either hate him or you love him. And I think it's hard uh, for either side to compromise because the vitriol from either side is so tough. Like the the haters hate very hard on Tua, and the stands they love him. So it's hard for to find people who are objective about the way he plays football. He's an accurate quarterback. He reads the foot the field well. He gets the ball a lot quick. He lets his playmakers do the work. That can be successful in the league. And if Tua can become uh, one of the higher-end accuracy quarterbacks in the league, then the Dolphins can very well be in good hands. Juan, you're the biggest Tua hater, so I do want to throw on the uh, the hate side of that because I feel like out of myself, you and Royal, I think I am that middle ground that Royal was talking about because um, I think I can you know, put on the troll hat and criticize Tua, and I also think that I do want him to be successful, unlike it seems, as Royal mentioned, there are either stands or haters, which is just very odd to me, regardless of anything. But you are on the hater side of things, and you are on the troll side of things. What is it, uh, you know, for you, besides you probably going to say that he has a noodle arm and the, your obsession with Justin Herbert, um, what is it for you, Juan, that just kind of deters you from Tua, if you're still, I guess, as deterred from Tua as you have been previously? Uh, it's uh, to me. It's not that I'm deterred from Tua. Like the thing is, is like I, I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo be Aaron Rodgers in an NFC Championship game. So it's not like I don't like necessarily like to do like direct comparisons. Like especially because of Herbert and and how that's ending up, like how it's gonna end up being realistically how we're looking at it. Um, I'm kind of over comparing them them those two directly. Uh, I'm more so just a Herbert fan. Burrow's a dog. Um, and to me, really, like the comparisons that I kind of just point to and look at, um, is really just the the other two Alabama quarterbacks, and and that's Mac and and Jalen Hurts. Like, I need him to at at this point, like, be better than them, uh, be better than just like average to above average play, um, just because like the return on investment is kind of what people don't like to talk about when it comes to Tua. Um, they don't like to talk about the year plus that we quote-unquote tank for him. They don't like to talk about um, the fifth overall pick that, as we've seen Chris Greer go ahead and do with a third overall pick, uh, turn it into Waddle, Tyreek, and still picks. So um, people just don't like to you know brace themselves or, or really hear the facts of that. Um, where we have been held back the past two years with Flores from actually competing and, and having a realistic chance in the playoffs. Um, people might not like to say uh, People don't want to believe it for whatever reason because of the receivers or the running backs. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, we were one game from making the playoffs. And once you're in the dance, um, anything can happen. And, and, and truth be told, Tua is a gamer. Tua is, is the type of guy that steps up um versus specific matchups like he's two and oh versus uh versus mac he's one and oh versus kyler he's one and oh versus um versus herbert uh so to me like two is just a polarizing figure and in one that i've never personally had on a team that i've covered or or, or watch or enjoy <clears throat> you know I, I don't like to say it's like the t-ball effect but it almost feels like that where it's like you're either all for him or you or you're all against them I've kind of just taken it and ran with it that, sure, I guess I'll be all against it. 
Uh, but there are flashes. There are things that he does well uh, situationally, two-minute drives, four-minute drives, uh, red zone. Uh, you just want to see that more consistent. You want to see that really be something that um, it could be built on or built forward from as the as like a base. Um, but you do wonder. You, you are curious why last year um, those last four weeks minus the Patriots seemed like a, a downhill trend to where Tennessee was like the bottoming out of everything, right? You do wonder why in back-to-back years, oddly enough, week 17 just happens to be his worst games, like period. Um, and then you do kind of wonder uh, if this is the guy where, you know, last year they ran the RPO like 42% of the time, I think it is. And the second closest team was like 28% of the time. So they did adhere to his strengths. They did build an offense, quote-unquote, for him. And while it may not have been ran, uh, like, well or even decently or even good, uh, they still tried to play to his strengths. So we've already gone down this route, um, which is, like, if you're if you're on OnlyFans, you saw that article that, um, that Simon posted this morning, and that was great to me because that was a great breakdown of, like, how much are you really going to try to put on his plate as far as like what McDaniel does well versus how much he does or what he does well and how much McDaniel has to adhere to him. So that's kind of like the give and take I'm going to really be looking for uh, in camp. Interesting. Um, huh. I, I want to deter from, from Tua talk so badly, unless there's any final comments that anybody would like to, to make about, uh, Tua himself or anything like that, just because I feel like oh, it's overdrawn. I'll step in real quick, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, running RPO and whatever offense you're doing, to me, isn't necessarily building an offense around Tua. It is It is trying to take advantage of of his strengths, but and they didn't build a, an offense around Tua. <laughs> they, they just didn't. They built an offense around their defense. Let's face it. That's what Flores wanted to do. That's the whole reason why he decided years ago to sit Fitzpatrick and start Tua. He wanted to build an offense around his defense. That's what it was all about. He was all about the defense. So, I mean, in Bama, Tua threw the ball in traffic in tight little windows to really fast receivers sprinting full speed in the middle of the field, crossing in the middle of the field. That is why he would throw so many 10, 12-yard passes that went for 60-yard touchdowns. Now, it's not going to happen as much in the NFL, obviously, because you had NFL speed going against a lot of college defensive backs. But, uh, he's going to have more of that now, what he had in Bama. It's going to feel a lot similar and look a lot more similar. I bet it looks a lot more similar to him. I don't know that he's mentioned that or not. Maybe he has or not, but I would imagine it looks more similar. This is an offense takes advantage of his strengths you can put in rpo in any offense really rpo is just it's more of a concept it's not really an offense so that was the only thing i just wanted to kind of step in and my opinion on that on that though we can stop talking about two if you want i had a i know juan wants to, to interject but you brought up something that it does also mention to it but juan if you have anything yeah brady 2023 Okay. Um. So you did bring up something there, and I wanted to, to to pass this off to you, Royal, and then and anyone once Royal is done can come in. Um, Flores to, into this podcast that's supposed to release on the thirtieth. 
Um, by the time that other people are listening to this, this podcast should be out. And then I'm sure that the Tyreek podcast will be out as well. Do you think that Tyreek Royal asks Tua about his relationship with Flores? And do you think Tua expands on that? Or do you think he still continues to play coy and doesn't really comment anything past, uh, you know, what he has said thus far? I think Tyreek should ask Tua about uh, his relationship with Flores. I, I think if he does, um, Tua's going to play coy. He's not going to slander uh, Flores or anything like that. But uh, even though I think Tyreek should ask him, I don't think he will. It's just, it's it's a lot like, well, he might though. I I don't know. I'm kind of convincing myself otherwise because the way Tyreek's, the way Tyreek's been going, he has been the scorned ex-girlfriend. So he has been going back to that KC stuff. You one, you brought it up last week, but he has been going back to that KC stuff. So it feels like uh, if if he's going with that same kind of flow, then he would ask. No pun intended, but if he's going with that same kind of flow, then he would ask about Flores. And I mean, I'm not expecting Tua to say anything outlandish or anything like that. So I don't expect any new information to come out uh, if he does ask. But yeah, it'll be interesting to hear how that man uh, perceived the relationship with Flores. And versus his new relationship with McDaniel. Juan, I know you wanted to get in there. I actually am very curious because I one I do think Tyreek's gonna ask because he has been playing that card a lot. Uh, and two, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago where I mentioned that I had been personally feeling like either either uh, McDaniel had a conversation with Tua or they just you know talked about it in general. Where, like, I felt like for a while, Tua was overly defending, like, previous staff and previous people that, you know, looking back now, we can, some people say sabotage, whatever it may be. Um, And lately, he had been a lot more loose with the media and, like, you know, Twitter warrior or keyboard warriors, whatever he called me. You specifically. Um, So, I personally think that. No, yeah, he's talking to me. Uh, I like I'm ready for <laughs> I'll tell you guys offline, but I'm ready for like with all this ends and like if he fails or doesn't, like I got <laughs> I got a whole thing I'm going to do. But uh nah, uh I I personally think that if he does get asked and Tyreek is going to be the scornful ex to ask, I do think there's going to be some elaboration there and I'm very interested to see um how much we're going to actually see of Tua being like, you know, himself there. Ron if you have anything to say there? Um, obviously, Tyreek is jumping in on this, what they call new media. Draymond Green doing a podcast. And he's looking to get the views, right? Get the clicks. And that's what it's all about. So he's going to try and bring stuff out of Tua that's going to bring those views, those clicks. He's absolutely going to. Now, whether he goes the Flores route, or goes the national media perception route, Going after the people in national media that have gone after Tua this entire time, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that he brings a bit more of the the Flores out because I know Flores was on I Am Athlete. It was clear, like Flores was just kind of underhandedly underhanded to me, kind of dogging Tua and the whole. I wish him all the best. I wish him all the best is code for I think he's trash. Let's just be honest. I'm just hoping that we get a little bit more response back from Tua when it comes to Flores because a lot of the reason it didn't go well for Tua the first two years and he's going through all this is because of Flores. 
and uh, I think he needs to speak up and say something. And you know, Tyreek wants those views, wants those clicks, wants that notoriety, being part of the new media. I'm I'm hoping and imagining we're going to hear something about Flores. Or for me, that's not even organic. I mean, that's the elephant in the room. You're gonna put the man on the podcast, but then not ask him, bring it out of him. You know, that'd be kind of weak. So um, I'm hoping they do, and I think they will. You mentioned I am athlete. Uh... When Flo was on I Am Athlete also, and I respect Omar Kelly as much as I might think that some of his takes are very awful. Uh, he turned from being a, as Tua said, keyboard warrior into being a very different person once you're face-to-face with the people that you uh, criticize. Something that, uh, you know, Juan Alfredo Arteaga has mentioned to us about 19, how we would be very different if me, you, and 19 were all looking at each other in the same room. Uh, although you do also believe you could beat up an orangutan, so that is a completely different. I was situation. I was gonna say if I can beat up an orangutan and a bobcat, like can't beat up a bobcat. On, I want to ask just because, and <clears throat> obviously there's not a ton to talk about. I think we we tried to just pull it through last week as much as possible, and we've gone already 30 minutes talking about Tua. But I do want to ask, um, just because it's been trending and it's been a, a huge topic, and it looks like this is going to be something that is going to be dealt with and done with this week or it could be maybe a couple more weeks but it looks like it might be done with this week um and it is a situation on and it does involve to us almost trading for a different quarterback last november um something that seemed to be done per all reports it seemed like this was something that would have been done had uh cases gotten settled with deshaun watson now of course it looks like he's going to have or we're going to have an answer as well as him sometime soon you know Royal being a being a Packers fan uh, and kind of seeing this obviously in just football and we're not trying to diminish anything here, but obviously just football as we the three of us myself you and Juan uh, and Michael at the time were going through it obviously when you look on just the football field it was a different aspect than off now with everything that we've seen now with everything we heard plus what we already knew um, how do you think Dolphins fans should feel? if they still have mixed feelings, which I, I highly doubt, but how do you think Dolphins fans should feel knowing that they don't have to deal with this drama right now? They should feel relieved. Uh, you don't want to be in the situation that the Browns are in right now. You have a disgruntled quarterback in your in your locker room, a quarterback that's probably not going to play for a very long time, and a handful of other guys uh, that you're probably going to have to trot out here for the majority of your season uh, or your entire season. So Dolphins fans should count themselves lucky uh, that it didn't go through because you'd be in that exact same situation right now. You have all these new toys, and at least you have some consistency at the position. At this point, he's kind of gotten a year under his belt. Now is not the circus around him. The circus is focused on football and not things outside of that. So uh, Dolphins fans should be counting themselves lucky. Uh, You guys said your prayers. Congratulations. Do you think that it goes, and obviously, again, we want to be very careful with things we say, and we, we want to be respectful um, to all parties involved. This isn't trying to, you know, go ahead and, and be very, I guess, lawyerish about things uh, and analyzing every, you know, single situation. But do you think that more will come out through the, you know, if we do hear what the impartial judge between the NFLPA and, and the NFL uh, comes out and says if she starts talking about other things like maybe bringing up um, the alleged incident of our owner Stephen Ross allegedly asking for the cases to be settled before approving a trade do you think that stuff like that will be will come up and be confirmed once this you know ruling comes out or do you think we're just gonna you know only get that ruling 
No, I think everything's going to come out uh, through the course of these proceedings. I think anything that's been done on any part by the NFL or NFL owners is going to be uh, involved in, in whatever the proceedings will be. So, I mean, that may be some cause for worry, but I mean, I don't think anything's going to come of it in terms of penalties to, to Ross or anything like that. But I do believe that there will be some new information unearthed about what the process was like of him being courted while also uh, under investigation. Ron, if you want to jump in, you can. I think another thing I'll bring out too is the recent information about the lawsuits against Houston and what they knew and didn't know and what kind of behavior they accepted or maybe swept under the rug kind of then starts to go in a bit into the stuff we're seeing with Washington. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting and telling. We might get more information out of that than just what's happening with Watson currently in his situation and how big the suspension will be, et cetera. Do you think, and and I know, Juan, that you want to jump in on this as well, but I'll ask you really quick, Ron. Do you think that, and obviously this is, this is all speculation here, but do you think that maybe with the recent you know, articles and news coming out about the Washington football team, the Washington commanders, whatever you want to call them, um, with the stuff that's been happening with now their owner, Dan Snyder, getting subpoenaed, do you think that the NFL is going to push extremely hard to get that year that they've reportedly wanted or to get the uh, indefinite suspension that they, you know, that they want in order to also kind of protect the shield, I'll say, so that that's the story of the day and not something else? Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have to almost make Watson the example of everybody because you've got the, the Snyder thing happening. You've got this Watson thing happening. Now, pressure's just now starting to be applied on Houston and what they know. And then we still got coming the stuff with Flores and the Dolphins. And was he paid? You know, did he, was he offered payment <laughs> to lose games, et cetera? I mean, that goes to integrity of the game. So it's all coming. So that they're going to try and get the public and Congress off of their back because you got this stuff going one, two, three. That just doesn't look good for the NFL. And they had an, enough issues a few years ago, as we know, with the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And they that was handled so poorly by the NFL. And uh, I think so. I think Watson is going to be the one that really takes the hit for all this. And deservedly so anyway. So that works out. But uh, I'm definitely glad to answer your original question to Royal that the Dolphins swing and miss so many times. So many times they swing for the fences and they completely miss. And finally we, we missed and it worked out. So thank goodness on that. Juan, uh, I know you're going to jump in. And I do know that um, during a period of time, obviously you were you were one that um, was for DW. And I, I think that that opinion definitely changed as, as days went by and as weeks went by. Um, how how do you feel, especially considering I think you were one that um, was a little more okay at the time with the trade in November than most of us were? Yeah, no, I think uh, I'm going to definitely use one of our curse words, and uh, we definitely dodged the clusterfuck because that, and obviously I'm saying this as as, as somebody who made a three-part uh, docuseries on what DW would have been like on the field, right? Um but I think we just dodged it in such a way where we literally would have been the Browns. Like, we would have had a quarterback who's not showing up, who's not going to play with us. And I'm talking about, you know, Baker and Tua. 
Uh, we would have had half the team probably on board, half the team not on board. Uh, we would have been still fighting, you know, national media, still talking about this daily, still being, you know, uh, disputed and talked about and, and just overly, you know, analyzing everything that comes with it. Uh, so we definitely dodged a complete, complete just, you know, clusterfuck of just god-awful just everything, right? Um, and, and to me, it's not more so that I, I would rather uh, have Tua than, that, than the situation over there. Uh, to me, it's like I, I just like the pivot that, that we kind of went by, right? Like, 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 let's just call a spade a spade. Like, we were going to do that trade. Like, if, if DW had two more settlements, you know, done and, and signed with NDAs, like, he was going to be a Dolphin come November. Um, and for that to not happen and, you know, for us to to really just go ahead and say, all right, well, it's going to be Tua's team, but we're also going to have an insurance policy in place. Uh, that, to me, was just smart money. Uh, that, to me, was just, you know, good maneuvering by the Dolphins uh, to try to, like, overcome that situation right because he still kind of did look bad uh in the long run um and then ultimately to me what we really just avoided was it's just looking like the perfect storm uh for dw just to get like like some unprecedented like president like uh like suspension where it's just never happened before because if you're telling if you're asking me to bet on who's going to get a longer suspension or worse punishment be, be between Dan Schneider and uh, DW, it's 100% going to be DW. And it's just because um, his face and his name are what gives value to the team, uh, both on and off the field. So, uh, yeah, you can hide an owner away in a, in a, in a box and, and no one really has to know he's the owner. Uh, he just has to sign checks. But DW, you're going to see him playing on the field. You're going to see him rocking the NFL. You're going to see him rocking the C for the captain. Um, and that's a bad light right now. So I, I do think it's going to be something along the lines of... And mind you, I, I initially still thought even maybe like two or three weeks ago that it was just going to be 10, 12 games and then a, a reduced to maybe eight after an appeal. But this is this is looking like it's going to really go go for an indefinite suspension which is just all all it means is just one year and then after a year you can apply for re uh you know re uh to get re uh re put into the Stated. league uh yeah that's I, forgot, I don't know why I forgot that word reinstated into the league uh and you know it's really going to be potentially two years cuz it's it could be just as easily say hey you still haven't gotten this stuff cleared out uh no you're not reinstated uh, so yeah, we 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 dodged the we dodged the bullet there. You know, I hate to say this. Yeah, I hate to say this, but Michael Christian was right, bro. It burns me up on the inside to say oh, that. With God, with what specifically right though? <laughs> the, anything, not, the, any all parts of the of this situation. Like Michael was right from the beginning. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just kind of like shout out to Michael Christian. Shout out to Michael Christian. Just know. That it burns me up to say that, but you were absolutely 100% right about this situation. I was going to ask you, Royal, um, really quickly, and then Ron, if you want to touch in after that as well, and then we'll, we'll kind of round this out. Do you think, Royal, that we were ever going to 24 civil cases in, in an actual courtroom? That was never going to happen. No, no, no. I think, honestly, that there was always a high probability that most of these would be settled. Um, 
but but I mean the thought, just the mere thought of going into twenty four civil cases is is terrifying. Like it it would have really painted a picture of what type of person uh, that man is. But um, but yeah, I'm glad we didn't get. To, I'm glad we didn't have to see that. But yeah, I, I absolutely knew that most of these cases would be settled. Ron, you could jump in there if you want as well. Uh, just one final thought on it, and it's something I believe 100%. I know a lot of people have disagreed with me. Uh, if Flo isn't fired, Watson's a dolphin, and it, not in November, because, you know, that didn't happen, but this offseason. Instead of the, you know, Atlanta, Cleveland, the Carolina, Watson just sticks with the, I only want to play for Miami, and they make that trade happen, and we are then Cleveland right now. We are facing this right now. I don't believe they got rid of Flo because they thought that was coming. No, just another bullet dodged in that case. But it absolutely would have happened. Well, let's opinion. be real, and and I'll round us out here as well, and and just give you my opinion. When when it comes to the Flo situation, I think the the three of us, myself, Royal, and and Juan, uh, very firmly believe that Flores was fired for being an asshole. Um, that's just how I feel. I think me. Juan and Royal are still on the same page there uh, as we were when he was fired after uh, the end of the season. But um, with Deshaun, I think that obviously, and I know that a majority of people now finally agree with my stance on it, with, you know, Michael Christian's stance on it as we, you know, Michael was definitely there at, at jump. Uh, as soon as the things came out, I, you know, followed there shortly after him as well. Um, I think that, it would have been a horrible look on the Miami Dolphins. It would have been a horrible look on everything for us and the city of Miami. If that happened, I still think that the trade to Cleveland and him being the first ever, like fully, fully, you know, that big of a contract guaranteed, obviously Kirk cousins being the first fully guaranteed contract for quarterbacks and everything like that. But for Deshaun to be that level, uh, I think it is a shame on the NFL. And I think I agree with all three of you where one, it wasn't going to go to civil cases, uh, in court, the Duchess was never going to happen. And I think as well um, that at the end of the day, it's going to be protect the shield. Obviously, they did it in the first place with the football team when they decided to say that over all those emails, the only thing they got from it were a few emails that John Gruden was a racist. Um, I definitely think that if they're going to protect the shield, if they have to choose between a scapegoat of a billionaire and a scapegoat of a player who has this horrible, horrible thing hanging over him, uh, and the people who are involved, I will continue to say allegedly because I do not want to be a person that could potentially get sued, although I think we all have our own feelings um, with this situation. Obviously, it's it's horrible, and I think they will probably choose to scapegoat as horrible as it sounds to even use scapegoat, Deshaun, rather than uh, maybe Dan Snyder. And I also think that if we're going to stop using the government tax dollars for this horrible stuff that they're doing in the hearing for this as well. But Ron. Any uh any final words on anything that we discussed as we we round out this podcast and get ready to uh, head out? Oh man, just uh, haven't probably never been as excited for a year, which which scares me. Big excitement can mean big disappointment, but I've never been as excited as a Dolphins fan as I am for for this season since. And I'm old, so we talked about me being a boomer because it took me ten minutes to figure out how to the discord screen to full screen but uh <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I'm old i remember the marino days i remember being excited as a kid and it's been since then i have been this excited about this team i think 
have the right offense and the right tools for what Tua does well. I already believe in the defense. I know we have questions on who was actually calling the defensive plays. I guess we'll learn. But the, the defense, the players, the scheme are still in place. Have improved the line. Yes, it's not perfect. We've got a question or two. And we got receivers for days. We got a pretty good pass catching tight end. We got some decent inline guys. Uh, running backs, not the best in the league, but it's definitely improved. And they got three guys that all, all know how to to run in the zone scheme. I think that's something that's been overlooked. That Sony Michelle running the zone scheme in, for the Rams, and um, obviously Moster did, and uh, and Edmund did as well in Arizona. So I think that was a that was a big reason why we have those guys there. I just think it it if it doesn't work this time, I don't know when it's going to work. And if Tua can't be successful this time, I just don't know when he is going to be. So, but I'm I'm pretty excited. I think he will be. I you know I hope so because if not, um you know we can go and trade for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Juan Royal, any any final words as we we round out and as we uh, wave and kiss goodbye to uh, all the three YPC listeners for the month of June. Sure. So, um, thank you guys for tolerating us for a month. We really appreciate that. Um, this has been stressful. Like I said off camera, uh, this is a lot of people that listen to this podcast and to listen to us three blabber on about the Dolphins has been uh, quite nerve wracking for me individually. I will say about the Dolphins, though, uh, no, despite all the crap that I talk about them, I am cautiously optimistic about what they can accomplish this season. Uh, I've seen the flashes from Tua like Juan alluded to earlier, and I'm looking for the, for that consistency. Like, if he can develop that, then the Dolphins could be something to be reckoned with. I am more nervous about Mike McDaniel than most of Dolphins fans, um, and that's because he's a zero-win head coach, and zero he's win, tasked with leading a team. Yeah, he's tasked with leading a team that has playoff aspirations. So that's going to be tough. And I want to see what the defense looks like under him because Flores had them boys biting. And I mean, for all the things that he was, he was a hell of a defensive coach. And I want to see if Mike McDaniels can continue to have the defense play like that while improving the offense. So that's enough ranting for me. You guys can catch me on the extra yard with the rest of these fools. Uh, yeah, thanks. On. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I guess it just hit me. This is the last time we're going to be on here uh, for now. Uh, I genuinely enjoyed being the troll that I am. Uh, I hope everybody either enjoyed it or they didn't. I I guess I don't really care. Um, I did, you know, want to point out that um, that as far as the Dolphins, I think there's uh, there is a sense of expectations where I personally don't feel like that. So it's kind of weird going into the season where I see so many people maybe wound up and excited, and I'm more so. I, I think more so level-headed than most are. Um, I could see, you know, 11 and 7 and, you know, in the playoffs uh, as a force. And I can for sure see, uh, you know, or, you know, sorry, 10 and 7, not 11 and 7. Uh, and then I could also see, you know, a 7-win season. Um, so I just think ultimately to me it's just it's letting the pieces fall how they may. Um, and then kind of analyzing after that, um, I do want to shout out, uh, CK Simon and Alf. They make this seem and feel a lot easier than it actually is. Uh, I could sit here and, and just go on YouTube and scream at Kai and scream at Royal. And that's pretty <laughs> simple. This has like a, a rhythm and a cadence that it's kind of, you know, it, it's just different. Uh, so I do appreciate them, uh, giving us a chance and, 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 and for all, 
for all appearances right now, we have not burned everything to the ground, Kai. So I, 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 I give us a thumbs up, bro. Bullshit, bro. They have lost viewers by the <laughs> week since we've been on here. Um, I think just on on my side, uh, I don't agree with Juan or Royal. I don't think this has been stressful at all. Uh, you know, I am a professional. Did run a you know my own radio show for like almost six months. So you know, I, I you know this is no stress for me at all. It's just a piece of cake. Um, all you know, all joking aside, actually though, I I do think um Alf C K and Simon. Uh, for the trust they put in us obviously this is their show this is their baby and everything like that so i do appreciate all of you guys listening uh even if you disagree with us even if you agree with us even if you're a one or zero uh it doesn't matter anyway down the line i think just one supporting guys like alf guys like ck and guys like simon in the first place is very very awesome uh, and then coming on and supporting us as well is very good and i appreciate that you can find the extra yard every wednesday or thursday i don't think we've decided a day yet and we're still trying to figure out some other stuff uh, with 5R so you can you'll be able to figure that out with our socials uh, obviously you can find those on Twitter if you are on there um, or you can find us through the discord I know everybody already knows who Juan is and he's just living in infamy but you can find us we'll be we'll be on a don't think we'll be on in the month of July but we'll be back in August you can see myself Royal and Juan as we go and be as crazy as possible uh, and definitely not as serious or as calm as we we have been for a few episodes. There were two episodes that went off the rail. One of them in which we just solely talked about cut trade or start. But thank you guys so much um, for myself, for Royal, for Juan, for Ron, uh, who's able to come on. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we will see you guys uh, next time. That's That's the podcast. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes on Podbean or your usual podcast provider. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.